0: you're listening to Consider This, episode 319, for August 16th, 2021. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever, wherever, and whoever you are. Thanks for joining me, whether it's your first time or your 319th time, for Consider This a podcast with my conservative commentary and your feedback in just 10 minutes or less. Show notes are at the website, considerthis.ctpodcasting.com. I think you'll really want to stop by there this time once you listen to the show. That's CT as in cool thoughts. I've had a couple of lousy months. No details, but it's not been a good time. So, this time out, I'm talking all good news with no conservative commentary. Well, maybe a little bit. The rideshare company Uber has been the target of some politicians' ire because of the way they run their business. Think about it. People voluntarily offer their time and vehicle in exchange for cash from a company that connects drivers with people who need a ride. That's what the free market is all about. But there's a little something more to this company than merely disrupting the corrupt taxi service system. A study by two economists at the University of California, Berkeley, examined the impact that Uber specifically has had on alcohol-related traffic deaths and total traffic deaths in the U.S., The study asks the question, by providing people with a safe, convenient, and relatively inexpensive alternative means of transportation, would Uber reduce drunk driving and traffic deaths? The good news is, yep, Uber reduced drunk driving accidents by 6.1% and total road fatalities by 4%. How much is that in absolute terms? Well, for drunk driving, it comes to 214 lives. And for all traffic deaths, it comes to 494 lives. In absolute numbers, these may sound small, but consider that the major competitor Lyft was not included in this study, and so those numbers could be double that. And consider these were just for the year 2019. That's good news. And because Uber can typically beat the rate for taxis its disruption of the market translates into more lives saved than with just taxis, because it is an option. Little Robert Crampton asked his father to write a letter to Santa with his Christmas list. Now, this was just two days before Christmas, so he made sure to have his dad write urgent at the top of the page, along with a return address, so he knew where to deliver the items, which were mostly cowboy-related. And so on December 23, 1961, Robert sent that letter off to Santa and went to bed. And that was the last anyone saw of the letter. Until recently. Just a little while ago, on July 20, Cheryl Thorne found it while she was just doing her job. No, she's not a postal worker. She's a chimney sweep. Cheryl found the letter up inside the home's chimney. The Cramptons had since moved, and Robert had grown up, so it took a little doing to reunite him with his letter 60 years later, but it happened. Now, I'm sure you're either amazed and giddy or totally incredulous to hear that, yes, The letter was found in the chimney, at least if you are, like me, American. You see, Robert lives in Derbyshire, England, and in England it's a tradition to write your letter to Santa and then burn it in the fireplace. I did not know this until I looked into this story. The ashes then go up the chimney and off to the North Pole. What's interesting in this case is that the letter itself, remarkably intact, flew up the chimney and lodged itself somewhere so that it could remain safe until, six decades later, a chimney sweep could find it. Well, let me leave you with a couple of thoughts. Looking back, Robert noted that he did get some of what he asked for, a six-shooter cap gun and a sheriff's badge. And also, I'm pretty sure that if you ask one, a chimney sweep will tell you, To not wait 60 years to get yours cleaned, (laughs) please consider this. Some guy at the Life Bible Church in Harrisburg, Oregon was cleaning out some old videotapes. He'd watch a few minutes of each and then decide to keep it or chuck it. At one point, he recognized a friend on one of the tapes and he sent him a message, look what I found. Let's rewind a bit, so to speak. When Drew and Kayla Gottfried got married in 2007, they got the whole thing videoed, like pretty much everyone else does. After their honeymoon, they sent the tape out to get digitized, but was told the tape was blank. Well, I'm sure that was heartbreaking and a huge disappointment, but the Gottfrieds got on with their lives. Fast forward 14 years, and the actual wedding video was sitting in a box at the church. Drew finally got the tape, but he had an idea. He didn't tell Kayla about it just yet. Their 14th anniversary was approaching, so he decided to wait until then to show it to her. In a local movie theater that he had rented out just for them. If you would like to have been a fly on the wall for that event, you can be. Drew recorded it. Link is in the show notes. You'll love it. 6.1 million other people already have. And yes, Drew and Kayla Gottfried now have multiple digitized copies of their wedding video. And finally, Reza Bellucci wanted to try to raise money for the homeless and for first responders by walking up the coast from Florida to New York. The problem was he never made it out of Florida before being spotted on the shore. Now, normally that's not too big a deal, depending on who owns that particular bit of shore. But Reza was rather conspicuous. See, he was in a large floating cylinder with paddles on the outside, and he was on the inside, walking on water, up the coast. Sadly, this particular Florida man didn't make it. So, there you have it. A little politics and a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed this break from the usual topics. I know I enjoyed writing them. Stop by the website considerthis.ctpodcasting.com for links to the stories themselves. Especially if you want to see what that video looks like. Or what that floating cylinder looks like. It's actually pretty clever. Thanks for listening. And I think the moral of this episode is this. No matter how bad it gets, keep looking for the fun, the funny, and the lighthearted wherever you can find it. And if you can't find it, make it. There's more than just that to getting through the hard times, but that's a good start. Whenever you find yourself there, please consider this.